Let's read our text for today found in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 to 15. Let's read. Now after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. And he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers, Go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that they have taken place. And when they have assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Let us pray. Panginoon, salamat for this afternoon that you have brought us all here together. Today is a special day because we've been reminded that truly that you have risen, that you have resurrected. And I pray, Lord, as we look upon your word, we ask your Holy Spirit to speak to us, to steer our hearts and our mind, to draw us near and be reminded, Lord, that what might our circumstances be, it might be dead situation, but Lord, we know it is you that will bring it alive. Panginoon, salamat, we ask for your Holy Spirit to steer our hearts so that we be grounded to your word and have a clearer understanding the importance of your resurrection. And I pray, Lord, that as we experience the resurrected Jesus, Lord, I pray that you bring restoration in our life, transformation in our life, Lord, a life, Lord, that's victorious in you. Salamat, Panginoon, for this afternoon. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead us and guide us as we look upon your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I've entitled this sharing today, He Has Reason, Jesus is Alive. And we just read Matthew 28, verse 1 to 15. And what we have read is just the account, one of the accounts the, in the gospel, the four gospel, on how Matthew explained the, when, when Jesus resurrected. And before Jesus resurrected, as we backtrack a bit, before Jesus resur uh, resurrected, before Jesus was arrested, crucified, died, and resurrected, Jesus already shared to his disciples of what will happen to him. Before he experienced all these things, if you just go back to the earlier chapters, Jesus already explaining that this is what will happen to him. 
Let me give you an example. In Matthew chapter 16, he said here, For the time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribe, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. So he's already telling, even before it happened, he's already telling them, Eto ang mangyayari sa anya. And then he repeated again a few times in one of them in Matthew 17. He said, As they gather in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. And they will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day, and they will greatly distressed. Because Jesus has been explaining this many times to them, that he will be taken away that he will be killed, that he will die. But he's telling them that in the third day, I will rise again. Now, if you read chapter 27, the chief priests and the Pharisees knew this message. Alam nila. Alam na mga chief priests yung message na ito na baka si Jesus ay mabuhay. Kaya they planted all this. That's the reason why they guarded the place and even big put a large stone on the tomb. Now, let me show you in Matthew 27. Let me read to you. The next day when Jesus died, the next day that is after the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate. In verse 63, it says here, And said, Sir, we remember how the impostor said, Kinakausa si Pilate dito, Ito yung mga chief priests. We remember how the imposter, the imposter is Jesus, said while he was still alive, after three days, I will rise. So sa isipan ng mga teachers of the law, mga chief priests, yung mga, mga teachers, they were said, huh? alam nila ang sinasabi ni Jesus at natatakot. Now, they said while he was still alive. So obviously, alam nila, napatay na si Jesus. Pero they want to make sure that he will not, will not rise or be resurrected. You see, in verse 64, Therefore, order the tomb to be made secured until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away. And tell the people he has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. In verse 65, said, Pilate said to them, You have, have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it secured as you can. It says here, So they went and made the tomb secured by sealing the stone and setting guards. Clearly, they were taking Jesus' word seriously. Takot-takot sila. Tatatakot. Patay na nga, takot pa rin. They were taking Jesus' word seriously. In their natural and human understanding, they were afraid that the disciple would go to the tomb and steal his body and announce that he was alive. Because they were so fearful, anong ginawa nila? They put guards. How many guards? Normally, when you look at the picture, mga dalawa lang. But if you look and understand how many guards, oftentimes they said, scholars said, it probably 12 to 16 guards. May rotation. Meron shifting. Afternoon shifting. Morning shifting. May shifting sila. Uso na pala shifting dati. So about 12 to 16 soldiers were there guarding the tomb. Not only that, it says there, they closed the tomb with a large heavy stone and they what? Look carefully. 
the tomb secured by sealing the stone. Sinil pa nila. Eto na miss out natin. Anong seal? Ibig sabihin, pinagyan, lalagyan pa na ng wax para talagang tagong-tago. Alam mo yung, ano ba yung tawag doon? Plaster. <laughs> Nawala na tulad yung tagalog ko. Pa- palitada. Hindi lang nilagay yung role, ginanun pa. Dinoble confirm na walang papasok, walang lalabas dahil bawal. Oh, alam na alam niyo na kantang yan. Bawal lumabas. They put the guards, they put a large stone, they even sealed it. They want to make sure, sabi si Singaporean, double confirm. Chop, chop, must double confirm. However, we know that Jesus resurrected. Jesus resurrected. Kahit ilang guards, kahit kanong kalaki, how big is the stone will be? Even if they would put a lot of plasters or, or wax to, to seal the stone, Jesus will rise again. And they thought it's about the disciple. You know, the disciples were dispersed. They, were, they have run away. They were rejected. They were in pain. They were grieving during this time. You know, it was simply Jesus' miraculous rising from the grave. Now look, after Jesus rose, anong ginawa ngayon ng mga chief priests? Binasa natin sa text. Naggather uli sila, nag-committee meeting. Meeting. Dumating mga guards, they have a meeting. What did they do? They bribed the guards. They took large sum of money. The text their money to bribe the guards. And what? And they even hide the true information to the governor. Ayaw nila malaman ng governor. And then what did they do? They fabricated the story to spread to the Jew. Nagsinungaling. In Matthew 28 verse 13, he says, Then said, Tell people, His disciple came by night, installed him away, while we were sleeping. Imagine mo, guard, natutulog ka. Anong kasinungalingan yan? You see, the chief priests, elders, and even the guard were spreading fake news. Dati, uso na ang fake news. Hindi lang ngayon, fake news. And they were fabricating stories because they realized, they realized that Christ's resurrection is true. You want the truth to be not be malaman or not to be noticed? Spread a lot of lies. So this is what the chief priests were doing. They were spreading a lot of lies because it is true. This leads us to the first point. Jesus' resurrection is real. Sabi mo sa atami mo, it is real. See, they're out of desperation, the chief priests, the religious leaders, and the guard tried their best to cover up the real story. They knew that Jesus has risen. The evidence is clear. Even the guard was, were, they said that he, they were, when they see the light, and when they see the angel, they were struck and they were like lying down dead. They have evidence. But they feared for the truth to be revealed. Natatakot sila. Because they know if people will realize that this is a true Messiah, they will run after and follow Jesus. 
and they will lose their position. They will lose their power. They will lose all the prestige they have. Hence, they spread lies. You know, ever since the war began, look at the book of Genesis. The enemy have been trying to spread lies. They confuse Adam and Eve. Pag kinain mo yan, you will be like God. She's been doing all these things. And here, it's a clear, direct target. The enemy is trying to confuse people so that people will not understand that Christ resurrected. You see, this truth is so important in our Christian faith. It's so vital because Christianity rests solely on this fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Christianity, I repeat it again, Christianity rests solely on the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It's so important that even the apostles in their letters would repeatedly mention and explicitly mention the importance of resurrection. Let me give you an example. Peter, Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, he said, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to the great mercy, He had caused us to be born again to a living hope to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Look at their writings. Paul many times emphasized the importance of resurrection of Jesus. One of them is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 14. He says, For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and then in 1 Corinthians 15, he is now emphasizing and explaining the importance of resurrection. Sabi niya dito sa 15 verse 17 of 1 Corinthians, And if Christ has been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sin. You see, Paul was simply saying this, Christian faith stands or falls on the resurrection of Jesus. Ang argument niya ganito, if Jesus really rose from the dead, then everything he say is true. If Jesus did not rose from the dead, none of them is true. Kaya yan ang ina-emphasize ni Paul. Lahat na sinasabi niya, if Jesus rose from the dead, then everything he said in his word, all the teaching, all that he claimed about, he talked about heaven, he talked about hell, he talked about life, death, hope, joy, he talked about peace and forgiveness and eternal life. Because his reason, everything he said is true. Ngayon, kahit nagturo siya, pero hindi siya nabuhay uli, sinabi niya, mabubuhay ako in the third day. So obviously, pag hindi siya nabuhay uli, the rest of what he said it's not valid. It's not valid. See, Jesus' resurrection validated and verified the claims of Jesus had made about His identity and what He accomplished. Wala nang religious leader were able to do this. Wala nang yung taga Mindanao, hindi niya magagawa yan. Kahit meron siyang button.
There's only one. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Why am I emphasizing this? Why am I emphasizing the doctrine of resurrection? Because oftentimes at church, we don't talk about this. We hardly preach about this. We hardly talk about the doctrine of resurrection. And it's very important because in the early church, this is very crucial in their faith. Ito nag establish sa kanila. They understand that Jesus rose again. So the way they live their life is totally different. Alam nila ang Jesus nila ay nabuhay uli. So iba na yung pamumuhay nila. Hindi sila takot. Nagbago ang buhay nila. Kaya they are willing to endure the hardship. The doctrine of Christ's resurrection is a fundamental of Christian truth. It's, it's, so, it's very crucial na maintindihan natin na nabuhay siya uli. But you know, this doctrine has been attacked in every angle. Tinira na in many ways, both in the past and even until today. And let me give you an example paano ang explanation nila. Yung iba, hindi sila naniniwala na Jesus rose again. Even some Christian who hold liberal theology. Now, nagpapasalamat ako, I thank God because we are in Singapore who are holding um, uh, orthodox theology. But in other countries, they are holding liberal theology. Anong ibig sabihin liberal theology? What I read here is just a text. It's not inspired by God, but it's just sacred text. It depends on how I believe or interpret it. So they look at the text differently. So there's a danger if we're not watchful. And let me show you some challenges that they posted. Bakit sila hindi naniniwala? One of them is this. The wrong tomb hypothesis or the displaced body. Sabi nila, kaya daw nawala yung katawan dun sa tomb na yun kasi si Mary, yung group na ladies, ay pumunta sa ibang libingan. So yan one argument they said. Imposible naman. Another explanation they said is this. <clears throat> the conspiracy hypothesis. Ito naman, the, they, they, what they said is the disciples told the body and continued to lie about his appearance to them. Ngayon, they were teaching this and it's spreading all over. And even today, if you read online, they will teach this if you're not careful. They said that Jesus already died. Kinuwala ng katawan, pero sinasabi nila nabuhay. Now, if you are the disciple of Jesus, will you trust a liar? Obviously not. He died and he still followed. So, ito pa. Another one, it says there, the apparent death hypothesis. Sabi dito, Jesus was not completely dead. What happened is that when He was removed to the, in the, on the cross, He's still alive. So, nandun siya sa tomb, alam nangyari, gumaling siya. Jesus was revived and was able to escape. So, ito ang tira nila, itong Ngayon, who were here on Friday? Raise your hand. We were here on Friday. You watched the video. You saw the video. Do you think one day, two day, kaya niya mag-recover? Do you think it's impossible to recover that, that pain? Sa cross nga. So it's impossible. You see, all this thing, church, Though this point, parang doctrine, I, I want to emphasize here. 
we have to grow in understanding His truth. If you want to move forward, we have to grow in understanding His truth. Not only the resurrection of Jesus Christ as being challenged, but many areas of our Christian faith are being challenged today by not just liberal theology, but the other thinkings and thoughts. If you are not rooted in God's Word, if you can't explain it, then how can you be able to defend your faith? I was speaking to a young man and he said, I want to full, go full time. I said, wow. Then good, praise God. Then you better prepare yourself, train yourself. I suggest you go Bible school to really learn or join IBI. I said, probably next time na. Okay. So I asked him a question. A simple question that people often ask today. Kung ang Panginoon ay good, if God is good, then why is there evil in the world? So I asked him that question. Now, tanong mo sa atabi mo. If God is good, why is there evil in the world? Tanong mo. Tanong mo, nasagot? Sino nakasagot? Ask kamay. You see, those are questions that a lot of people are asking today, but many of us Christians can't answer at all. Ang alam natin, John 3.16. I'm not saying it's wrong, ha? Huh? I'm not saying it's wrong. We need to go deeper. Young people are asking tough questions. Your children will ask tough questions. If you're not able to answer, how can you grow? Sasabihin mo, tanong mo kay pastor. Tanong mo, sa, tanong mo dito. And then it just exposed that you don't know your faith. And you think your child will follow you if you can't even answer this question. So this time that we are living in, people are asking questions. And I don't think that the church should hide from, from such question. We should be prepared and willing to ask tough questions. You see, God doesn't call us to simply follow Him by, with blind faith. Look at the scripture. They were following Jesus because they experienced Him. They saw Him risen. They experienced His power in their mind. They were not following Jesus with blindly. They have the Holy Spirit in them. Alam nila ang sinusundan nila. God doesn't call us to live our lives without asking questions. I believe all of us have to go deeper. Study God's Word. If you have question in your in doubt, then actively search the truth. Ask people. Don't just Google it and find answers na alam mo na. Ask and pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit and ask God to teach you the truth and read and stick upon His Word. Because there's nothing worse is this. The worst thing is having doubts but not doing about it. Not doing anything about it. If you have a question, ask Tita Salve. Para dumami ang puting buhok. The, call, the church call us Living Word Fellowship, then make sure His Word is alive in us. There's a man who wrote a lot of books, apologetics books. Before he wrote a lot of these books, he was skeptical towards Christians. He was, at, he's about, he was in, a, in a law, for law school. He was studying law. 
And when he studied law, he was in this university and he saw a group of people hanging around, worshiping God. And he noticed that they are different. The way they interact, the way they speak, they are so different. So he approached them, get connected with them, and then he asked one lady, why are you all so different? Sagot ng babae, because of Jesus. So this young man is so angry. What Jesus? I don't believe about Jesus. I don't about, talk about religion. I don't talk about this thing. Jesus, blah, 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 blah. So he talked about Jesus. And ginawa ng babae, sinabi niya, if you don't believe, then study about Him. Research about Him. And you know what? That's what he did. This guy, Josh McDowell, He left school and studied. Now he's an evangelical Christian apologist and evangelist. He said, I took the challenge. Kasi chinalin siya eh. Study about it. I spent months in research. He's trained in law. I even dropped out of school for a time to study in the historical rich libraries of, in Europe. And I found evidence. Evidence in abundance. Evidence that I could hardly believe with my own eyes. As he was searching for the truth, he encountered the living God and it changed him and it changed him and it changed him. Nagbago siya. Binago siya ng Panginoon. I challenge all the young people. If you are now going to challenges of certain teaching about the world and you are trying to debunk Christianity, why not you try to debunk what you're believing now? And look at the scripture and challenge the word of God. Challenge what the world believes. Don't just embrace what the world teaches. Challenge them based on the scripture. Because sometimes, a lot of young people, some of young people, they will challenge this word. But they have not studied it. They have not meditated in it. They embrace what the world said. But at the same time, they have not challenged what the world thinking is about. The concept of the world. Hindi balance. Naging bias. Why not you wait it? Wait upon the Lord. Trust God and say, Lord, I want to know you. What is true? And I believe the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and He points you in the old truth. And He's still working today. So church, we have to go and take His word seriously and to go deep in understanding who God is in theology and in doctrine. First point we learn is that Jesus' resurrection is real. Second, we need to realize that Jesus' resurrection is supernatural. Sabi mo sa atabi mo, supernatural. You see, it's not just true. It's not just real. It's also supernatural. It's God's divine work. It's easy for us right now to look about on this account like the chief priest who will judge it, trying to figure out and explain everything with our natural capacity, only to realize we cannot explain it, but simply have faith that God worked in a mighty way. Or maybe we are like that woman who went to the tomb grieving and forgotten that Jesus had promised that He would rise again. You see, many times, the way we live, we use our life, we, we look at it in the natural eyes. In natural eyes, we look, we fail to see that God is still working in His supernatural ways. Now, if you look in our text in Matthew 28, verse 2 to 4, it said, And behold, there was a great earthquake. An angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and it rolled back the stone and sat on it. 
and fear of the guards trembled and became like dead men. In verse 6, he said, it's not here. He has risen. You see, it's being emphasized here that Christ's resurrection reminded us that God still works with wonders in a miraculous way, that nothing is impossible with God. I believe that as we look upon and remember His work, we, our faith should grow. Our faith should go deeper and we will trust Him more that we know that He can do great things. That He works miraculous ways until today. And sometimes we cannot comprehend. We cannot understand. But we know the Lord still works. Amen. I tell the testimony. One time we were after service, a sister approached us and one of the elders came. Pumunta rito. And we started to pray. The sister came and said, Pastor, can you pray for me? What's happening? So I called one of the elders who was the lady. So three of us were praying. And they said, um, why, what should we pray for you? Sabi niya, ang nanay ko, umiiyak siya, ang nanay ko ay dinala sa hospital. What happened? My mom have some problem with stomach. And then when we said, oh, what's happened with the stomach? Hindi pa nila alam. But the doctor said she need operation. But they couldn't do the operation because they found water in her lungs. So the doctor advice is this, pull the plug. You know what the meaning of, what's the meaning of pull the plug? Terminate mo na, wala ka nang gawin. And the siblings were, ang hirap noon, mag, kayo magkakapatid, magdi-decide, pull the plug sa nanay mo. It's not easy because I did it to my mom. I am the one who, it's not easy. So she was crying. She was crying. And I was there deep in my heart, baka it's time na. Sa isip ko, baka it's time na to go. Do you know sometimes our mind, even pastors or leaders, they would just think that way. But it's time not to go. So she was just crying and crying. And then that, that elder who was there started to pray. And I was just said, Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. And we were crying. It took about how many weeks? How many minutes? 20, 30 minutes. And she was crying to the Lord. Lord, save my mom. Heal my mom. Remove that water. Remove that. Tanggalin sa hospital. She keep on crying. And we said, okay. We prayed and then we left, we closed in prayer, and they left. And the following week, I saw her. Sa M38, kumakain. So, lumapit ako. Parang pastor, kamusta na mama mo? Siyempre, kailangan mong sensitive eh. Kamusta na mama mo? Yan ang sabi niya. Hallelujah, Pastor! <laughs> Some of you na-resurrect. <laughs> na- no, she, ra- she was eating yung Chinese lady nung bebebenta ng noodle. She was eating then. Say, I was there, composed. I said, Kamusta na mama mo? How is she? Then she started, Hallelujah, Pastor. Wala na siya sa hospital. Hindi na wala na siya. Wala na siya sa hospital. Wala na ba yan? Wala na siya sa hospital. 
Ano ba yan? Anong nangyari sa akin? Wala na siya sa hospital and she's, she's just so joyful. Wala na siya sa hospital. Nasyak yung doktor, walang tubig sa lungs. Walang na-find sila. You know, they, she trusted God. Yes, they give the Lord a clap offering. And I was there, I was humbled. I was humbled. Because akala ko, yun na. But this lady's faith in the Lord is so strong. She cried out. She trusted God. And healed na wala yung tubig. And I was so, sabi ko, wow. And said, Lord, I pray for Living Word Fellowship that all of us will experience your supernatural way. Many times, the church, we, all of us, even how long we've been Christian, we're just going to the normal ways. My pray that we, as a church, will experience His power and might. And when we, that's our prayer as a church, the Lord will place us in a circumstance that we cannot do anything but look upon Him. Mahirap na prayer yun. I pray that we, as a new, this group, especially the next generation, the young people today, the, the new group that will rising, we will experience the power of God. We will not just explain His Word, we will not just teach His Word, but experience the power of God. And that's my prayer as church, that we will experience His resurrection power, not just explain it. Some of you are going to a situation that seems dead. Your child might be wayward. He seems dead and far away from you, but nothing is impossible with God. Amen? Some of you might be going through a hardship in your marriage. You're far away with your husband or your spouse. It's, there's nothing to be restored, but you know what? It, to you, it might be dead, but to God, it might be still alive. God can still resurrect that. You might be serving in a church. You might be serving in a ministry. And you're tired. And you see, you try as much as you can, but there's nothing fruitfulness. There's no fruitfulness. You know what? God can resurrect something. And sometimes God places us in that place so that we can call upon Him. Because when He resurrects things, His glory is about His glory, it's not us. Jesus' resurrection reminds us of the supernatural. It's, it's easy to explain things. But my prayer is not just explain, but experience His power and might. Third, Jesus' resurrection is transformative. You see, at the beginning of the text, these women were broken. But as you move along, they experience the hope and joy restored in their heart. You must understand at those times, these followers, they were overwhelmed with grief and despairs. They were clouded with emotional pain. And the promised resurrection seemed un too unreal to understand. But look at the progression. How, as they experienced God, how the Lord restored them. How the Lord transform them from grief to joy and excitement. First, you notice they were comforted by the angel. The angel said, do not be afraid. 
I know you seek Jesus who were crucified. They were comforted. Second, they were assured. He said, He's not here, for He has risen. He said, Come and see the place where He lay. Sinabi niya, Puntahan mo pa kung saan siya humiga. Go check. Comforted, assured. They were also instructed. They did not stay there. They learned that Jesus is alive, but they were also instructed to move on, to move forward. Because some of us are so stuck in our problem that we cannot move on and move forward. We are sometimes stuck with our own issues. We are broken. People have hurt us in the past. People have disappointed in the past, and we're stuck in here. You know, restoration, when God restores you, He will comfort you, He will assure you, but He also asks you to move. You can't stay there. I believe as, a grow in, as you grow in faith, you don't stuck in the past problem, you don't stuck in the past pro- issues, you don't stuck how, ayan yung sister niyan, sinaktan ako, ganyan, ganyan. You will not stuck there, but you will move. Instruct. You see here, he said, instruct, go and tell. But not only that, they were enlightened. They were steered. They were departed. They departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. Now, the word fear here is is awe and reverence. And with great joy, quickly, they ran. They moved with great haste, with great anticipation. Excited na excited na puntahan. Para kayo, pag umuwi sa Pilipinas, check-in you, 3 o'clock, nandun ka na ng 1, ng 10 a.m., Excited na excited. You move. You see these ladies, their passion will revive. Their divine encounter with Jesus brought them new purpose, new passion, and new life. Katulad ni Peter. Peter were a disciple and what happened to him? He denied Jesus three times and he, he went and went fishing again. But Jesus encountered him and spoke to his life once again and ministered to him. He said, Peter, do you love me? Then feed my lambs. Three times he was asked. And your Jesus restored him and he was revived. And Jesus used this man in the day of Pentecost to do mighty things. He's no longer afraid because he encountered Jesus in a fresh new way and also he's been baptized by the Spirit of God. That's Peter. And even Paul. Paul was a man who is killing Christians. He's going to every synagogue, every city, trying to fight Christians and kill them. But when he was in, a, in, the, in the Damascus Road, he encountered living Christ. And what happened? His life would change. Transformation. Jesus' resurrection transforms us, changes, gives us a new life. And many of you are, have a testimony of how the Lord changed your life. Amen? Many of you. Sino dati ang mga iinom? Taas kamay. But kayo nag-smile? Sino hindi nagsisinungaling? Sino hindi nagchichismis? But when Jesus changes us, we turn from all the ways. 
to a new life. And still, God is changing us from inside. He transformed. You know, people who encounter Jesus, who truly encountered Jesus, have a changed life and purpose in their life. That's the early church. They are not afraid. Why are they spreading the good news like nobody cares? What did they, will they gain from spreading the good news? Did they gain fame? No. They will gain, they gain what? They were beaten, they were stoned to death, they were thrown to the lion, they were tur- tortured, and they were crucified. Why? Because their life is changed because they encounter the risen Lord. Not only that they, God would transform us, God also restores us, restores our life. You know, I attended a, a, um, a conference, a pastoral meeting a few days ago, and I've been reminded that at times, especially if you're a care group leader, ministry leader, or you're serving the church in any capacity, there are a point that you'll be disappointed. There are a point that you will be, you said you want to give up. You want to quit. There will be a point of time you will experience that. You know what one of the pastors said? He said this, our ministry's ambition of focus should always be the vision of Christ and never ourselves. For us to continue on serving God, for us to be, fo- be faithful until the end, for us to just seek God and be faithful in your walk in the Lord, for us to have the, the passion, to the drive, is less of looking at us, but always staying focused on our recent Savior. One of the pastors who was serving for 40 years, he said, our ministry, ambition and focus should always be the vision of Christ and not ourselves. Kaya if you're a ministry leader or care group leader and you're napapagod ka na, ang care group mo, isa na lang kayo. Tapos next month, isa na lang kayo. The following month, isa na lang kayo. Praise the Lord. Kasi may isa pa. But never give up. Because as you serve, the Lord will help you. Focus in Jesus and He will help you through and endure all the challenges that you might be facing. See, Jesus' resurrection is transformative and restorative. Lastly, Jesus' resurrection is an exaltation of who He is. I love how God, how Jesus met them. They were running and suddenly he said, Behold, in verse 9, Jesus met them, said greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. How would you took hold of his feet? Paano mo kukunin yung paa niya? Ibig sabihin, bababa ka. Bababa ka at hahawakan mo. You bow down. Worship. A person who is sincerely know Jesus, who encounter Jesus in a fresh new way, who experiences mercy and love, who knows the cost that He paid on the cross, 
his response or her response will always be worship. Bababa siya at magpupuri siya. In Philippians 2.9, it says here, Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus is the Lord, the glory of God, the Father. Jesus' resurrection, as we experience the changes, the restoration, it also brings us slow so that we may worship Him and adore Him. Not just in our singing, but in our lifestyle, in our finances, in the way we treat people, the way we look at people. You worship God in the way you speak. You will not judge, you will not say words that hurt, because worship is a lifestyle. You begin to forgive, you seek reconciliation, you begin to serve others who is insignificant to you. Because many times we want to serve people who are meron tayong makakuha o gusto lang natin o maybe kamukha lang natin. But people who are marginalized as worship, people who love, who truly understood His resurrection, will go to His knees and worship Him and say, Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy of your praise. It leads us to exalt Jesus, the name above all other names. As I call upon the worship team, see, Jesus' resurrection is real. And I pray that as a church, we will go deeper in knowing His Word. Jesus' resurrection is supernatural. It reminds us that God still works in mysterious way. He can still heal. He can still do great things that we might not understand. Jesus' resurrection is transformative and it restores our life. He got second chance and many times even if we fail, it is Him who will help us. And Jesus' resurrection is an opportunity for us to worship Him. Before we close, let's all stand. Invite us to sing this song as I call upon the worship team. Because He lives, we can face tomorrow. Amen? Because He lives.
Your family probably is struggling with certain situation that you are going through. But may me assure you, in His word, He said that, that God will grant you that peace. And He gave you that peace. Some of you might be going through tough times that you will see as your children growing up back to the Philippines and even here. They are not walking in the ways of the Lord. They may be wayward. And you look at it as a dead scenario. But you know what? Jesus can still heal and restore and resurrect what's dead today. Maybe some of you are struggling with your marriage. And you don't see hope any longer. But you know what? God can still restore. God can still heal. God can bring restoration. And I prayed that as we look upon this word today, we will be reminded, Lord, you are our God. Nothing is impossible to you. Lord, you see all the situation that our brothers, our sisters are going through. You see the hard things. You see the pain. Some of them are struggling of what's next. What's next? What's the future in front of us? Should I stay here in Singapore? Should I move up? Lord, I pray that you grant them that wisdom. Lord, remind them that you are alive that you are alive and that we can face tomorrow because you are with us, our living Savior. Lord, I pray that you take away any fears that's holding us back. But rather, Lord, replace that fear with faith to trust in your promises, to trust that you can still do great in miraculous words, that nothing is impossible to you, that you can still do the supernatural, oh Lord. I pray that you open our hearts, Lord God, To be expected that you would work in ways we not understand. But kayo po ay kikilos sa aming mga situation. And Lord, I also pray for some of us, Lord. We've not been worshiping you. We've been living our life. We have idols in our hearts. But I pray, O oh God, as we look upon your word today, 
bring us to our knees Lord, that we may recognize you as our Lord and Savior. Salamat, Panginoon. Let's just sing that chorus again with just the piano and because you live. Because Praise you, Lord, we worship you. Hallelujah. 
let's just lift our hand and receive the benediction. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. To Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and forever and ever. Lord, thank You for You have made a sacrifice you died on the cross and you resurrected again and now we can face tomorrow not with fear but victory because we know that you are with us we thank you lord for this day as we face this brand new week i pray that we will walk in victory because you are with us we give you glory and honor in the mighty name of jesus and everybody shout aloud amen Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you everyone for joining us in our worship service. Turn to somebody and said, let's worship the Lord with gladness and joy. God bless everyone.